Smaller arm. Prepare to meet Kali. In hell. Oh! Put out a wing! You fool! Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 129. I'm Larry, your host. With me today is Jessalyn. Hello. Uh, we were off last week. A little under the weather I was feeling, yes. I had a tooth pulled and I didn't feel like talking, so... You were injured. Yeah, and it, it wasn't pretty, so uh, we're back and we got a bunch of stuff we want to review, so let's get underway right now. Let's go. So let's get this out of the way. We watched the sequel to The Babysitter, The Babysitter Killy Killer Queen, uh, 2020 on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I like this one a little more than I thought I would have. Really? Because but it still wasn't very good. I thought, <laughs> is The Babysitter stupid and I forgot? Yeah, it was stupid. I it, it wasn't very good, but a lot of people seem to like that movie. It must have been that there was more Samara Weaving, and so yep. I barely noticed how dumb it was and then she was gone for most of this movie and I was like wow this is so dumb yeah it was dumb I agree it's you know I I, I wasn't a big fan of the first one mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to be silly but it's not funny right and well at least they kept the continuity with it same actors they and did. everything so mm-hmm. that was cool I, I can appreciate that but other than that um, hell if you like the first one you'll probably like this one too I guess not as good um, not good. I mean, wasn't good. I don't, I don't like either one. So, but yeah. I'm I'm in the minority in that one. People seem to love that fucking movie. I liked the Babysitter, and I want to watch it again to make sure I'm still right about that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, watch it by yourself because I don't want to. No, watch it I know again. I will. <laughs> all right, next. Next, The Devil All the Time, 2020 ah, on Netflix. Yes. We started that 11 days ago. It's still going. Yeah, it's a longer movie. It's a little long for me. Uh, Tom Holland, uh, Robert Pattinson. Bunch of people. Bunch of people are in this movie. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah really. I didn't. I, I guess I really didn't give a shit either about this movie. And that's my favorite Spider-Man of all time. I just want to <laughs> wrap him in a blanket and make sure he's okay. And in this, I did not give a shit what happened to him. No, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I really didn't care too much either. It's, I mean, the acting and everything is good. Oh, like the it. acting's great. Yeah. A-list cast. Robert Pattinson was good in it. Yeah. He's, he's good at playing a creep. So that was that He was shines good. at playing a creep, yeah. Smaller role in this one. He's not the lead at all. And he's only in about half of the movie, even if even that. Mm-hmm. And, um... I guess this is just a, a movie about individuals that all kind of meet up at some point in time and have something to do with each other. And Yeah, they're like intertwining stories, but not interesting enough mm. to keep me engaged. Mm-hmm. I think I probably liked this movie a little more than you did. I think you did. I did. I thought it was alright. I didn't, I didn't think it was boring ever. I was intrigued by things. 
But uh, yeah, could have shaved half hour off. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought it was fine though. Yeah, it's check it out. Got Netflix? Watch it. Uh, support Tom Holland's career. Is he gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Tom Holland's Robert gonna be Pattinson, fine. Don't for, file for bankruptcy. Yeah, the next 20, 30 <laughs> years for those gentlemen are gonna be just fine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so next, sticking with the devil theme, we watched Devil's Pass from twenty thirteen on IFC Unlimited. Mm. So IFC Unlimited is becoming worth it. <sighs> Me. <laughs> now let me look up quickly which one Devil's Pass yeah, is. <laughs> it was about the, it just takes place in Russia in like uh, the snow where these uh, journalists right. go to right, 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 right. find out what happened to the, the this Russian party of people who mysteriously died while they were on this mountain. Um, I've seen this movie before actually. Um, and it's okay. Yeah, it was okay. It's I fun. felt bad that I had to look it up. Yeah. It's nothing spectacular, but it's a Rennie Harlan film, mm-hmm. which I mean, like his his movies just pretty much took a nose nosedive after like Speed Two, I want to say. Yeah. Because that one flopped hard. That was a, I remember that summer too. Where it was like Speed Two is coming out. Yeah. No Keanu Reeves. We got the dude from The Lost Boys. I've never seen either one actually. It's uh, the, the first Speed is all right. I remember okay. seeing it quite a few times actually when it came out. This that was, was big in that yeah. summer. That was huge. That like launched. Well, I guess Point Break got him on the map. Got yeah, on no, the map. Uh, Sandra Bullock. That's who that. that well, yeah, that, launched that. Sandra Bullock for sure. Then she did. I think like the Net was her next movie about the internet. Do you remember? Was it the Net? Yeah, the Nets. Yeah, with <laughs> Dennis fucking Miller's in that movie. Isn't that the one with Ryan Gosling? She dated Ryan Gosling for a while, oh. and I'm obsessed with that. I want to know what that was like. He was probably like 17 in that movie, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's the movie out here. (laughs) I don't know, man. So, Devil's Pass. Yeah, I liked this one. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't too bad. What what year did it come out? Like 2013. Yeah, it came out a while ago. And yeah, it was probably right around that time when I first saw it. It was was all right. Mm -hmm. So, I'd say check that out on Mm -hmm. IFC Unlimited. Um, next, I want to talk about a TV show. We stumbled upon Pen15. Season 2 is out yes, on Hulu. Yes, We had stumbled on Pen15. I mean, we were just little children, like I think everyone who picks up the show, and they're mm-hmm. like, ha, yeah. penis. Yeah. And then you just start it, and it's actually really good. Yeah, I, I actually heard about this movie, I mean, this TV show, before we started watching it. That's right. You and I was like, well, let's check this out. I heard it's kind of cute and everything and, and different. And it is. It's about two seventh grade girls who are played by adults. Like 30-year-old women. <laughs> and it's based loosely on their childhood. Right. And you just follow them through seventh grade and, and all the crap that they have to deal with and the, the different students that they're around and all the different personalities and everything. It's, and you really do forget how old they are, like, when you just start watching the show, you're a few episodes yeah. in, you're like, it, you don't even notice it, really. They do, do such a good job of incorporating everything in the they show. They do. I, I remember when they get close to the boys, but they are very careful. Yes, they are very because careful. all the other that. roles are played by 12-year-old kids. Yes, yes. That's what makes it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one big kid, uh, Gabe, gets a lot more screen time. His from, uh, story is excellent, and I'm reading articles from gay men who sa- who are saying that's exactly what it was like for me, figuring out that I was gay in middle middle school. Mm-hmm. It was such an act like they felt so seen, right. which is really cool. I think 
of that show to do. Yeah. It's a fun show. This season was only seven episodes, I think. Or maybe there's more coming it out. I'm not through sure. It really fast. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're quick episodes, only mm-hmm. like 30 minutes, so. But very good. Season one is great. Season two is even better, I think, and kind of heartbreaking at the end. I think this whole season is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. So check it out. That's on Hulu. Next up. Oh, so I finally got you to watch this, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, because we only talked Uh about it a little, not really your opinion of it, but your opinion of what you you saw, because it's very surreal. Um, I'm thinking of ending things from this year on Netflix. Yes. I was excited because I had read the book and I thought the book was fun and there's a twist at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when Charlie Kaufman was doing it, I was really excited. I couldn't wait to see what he did with it. So I watched it once. I thought I really liked it, but I had to digest it. And when Mm -hmm. I watched it again with you, I loved it. Mm -hmm. So. I, I think throughout probably 90% of this movie, I fucking hated it. Really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I really hated it. Does the quote-unquote twist change your mind about some of it? No, it doesn't change my mind. Well, a little bit. It does a little bit. Like, uh, I guess this movie is just about um, all of this guy's, this janitor's relationships all wrapped into these two different characters. And they're going through his life in love and that it how it never really worked out. Yeah. And it's you're pretty much just in the mind of this one man, which you see periodically through the movie as a janitor in a in a elementary school or high school, wherever he is. Um, you just see him cut in every once in a while working at school, and then you kind of figure out that this movie that you're watching is in his head right now, and it's and it's really weird, and you, you're trying to figure things out, and um, once you do, it kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now, and you start breaking it down a little more. Yeah, and the reason I wanted you to watch it was so bad was because there is no twist in the movie. Mm-mm. He does so many things to call out the ending that I'm, I was like, what is he doing? This is going to be so obvious. To people who haven't read the book, they're going to guess the twist right away. But Charlie Kaufman does it in such a way where it's not a twist. It's just this sad story. Right, yeah. To back up, the premise is a man takes his girlfriend, who's the narrator, to meet his parents. They've only been dating for a few weeks, um, and she goes to meet the parents. And weird things happen, and mm-hmm. time jumps around. Yeah. And then it turns out there is no girl, like you said. It's right. just the guy and he's just kind of reliving things he should have done Mm. uh, things he did do and taking care of his parents while he slowly freezes to death in his truck on purpose right yeah so yeah it's a pretty sad movie it's really (laughs) sad and I so I read the book again because I was like geez is the book that much of a bummer no 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 Charlie Kaufman took some source material and made it really depressing okay and I loved it honestly Mm. but no not so much you not so much me. I, I see where they're going, and I can appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, I get it. Like you're, 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 you're being yourself, okay? I get your movies. I don't necessarily like them all that much, but I get what you're trying to do. You're, yeah. you're, you're trying to be. I can't even think of the fucking word. <laughs> you know? I still hate adaptation. It makes me angry. <laughs> so I, I know what you're trying to say. So, um, yeah, not not necessarily for me. 
Yeah, but they Charlie Kaufman nailed it for me in this. Mm-hmm. And I loved everyone in it. Jesse Plemons, the girl from Chernobyl, whose name I can't remember right now. Yeah, they were good. David Thewlis, Tony Collette. They're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. It's on Netflix. All right. that's right. I'm thinking of ending things. My mom says I have to repeat them at the end so she can remember what it was that we were talking about. <laughs> well, seeing as your mom only listens to like one part of a conversation... <laughs> You're right. That is a very good idea. I think you just have to, yeah, reevaluate, re- <laughs> reiterate at the end. <laughs> I get it. I have a short memory as well. All right. Next up, <laughs> the Shed, 2019 on Shutter. We're trying ah, to get yes. to the end of Shutter again. Still, still trying. Still chugging along. Yep. Ah, yes, the Shed, a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this kid who um, lives with his grandfather because. His mom died of cancer, and his dad killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, his grandfather was a real jagoff, so he goes to school. School sucks. His friend gets beat up all the time. And then one day, uh, a vampire escapes into his shed to escape from the sunlight, and there's where he stays. He um, he finds him in there, sends his sticks his dog in there. The vampire kills his dog, mm-hmm. and then starts to kill everyone who enters the shed. That's pretty much the premise of the movie. Um, this one was okay. It definitely... I didn't know exactly where it was going to go. Me neither. I, um, but yeah, I was, I was slightly amused with this one. It was, it was decent. It I'll was give a cute it little low-budget vampires yeah. movie. I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's not cute. It's actually pretty, like... Dirty. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said cute. Sorry, movie makers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a nice little cute movie about the I liked shed. it. <laughs> <laughs> they got the little sparkly vampire vampires in there. Vampires, and none of them sparkle. Oh. It's actually quite gory. And they play baseball, too. <laughs> All right. Next up, Spiral 2019 uh, from yes. Shudder. Oh, yes. This one... Um, I read about this one briefly, uh, just a headline. That's what I do a lot with uh, movies that I, I see that are coming out. I don't read all that much about them. I pretty much just see the picture and the headline and read a few sentences and then I'm done. Okay. Like, oh, that's all I need to know about the movie. I'm ready. It's so easy to give so much away right. now. There are so many ways that it can be ruined for you. So um, this movie's about their uh, couple and their daughter move into this country-ish neighborhood out in wherever where you know where people who live in the city go when they they're done with the city right. they're done with chicago or whatever and mm-hmm. they they want to move out in the, the country it's and live free out there you know it's one of those things it's in tons of movies um, this one though includes two dads and a daughter and it's pretty clear to me, at least, that there one of them is kind of a younger twink that this guy just left his wife for. Yes, <laughs> it's not his daughter. It's not his daughter. It's yes, the other guy's daughter. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's somewhat of a conflict in this movie. But uh, the even bigger conflict in here is about the community and their neighbors. Um, weird shit starts to happen. People break into their house and and right derogatory terms on their uh, on their property. Yeah. They feel, Inside. Right. Yeah. While everyone there seems to uh, the residents of this community seem to be very cool and down to earth and everything but really are just trying to fuck with the this new family and then twists happen you figure out 
10 years earlier and 10 years earlier from that what happened and uh, the one twink is is looking for answers and clues and everything kind of thing and then mm-hmm. that's um pretty much the movie until our climax which i did not expect and True. i thought it was decent i thought it was pr- pretty good actually and how surprised. they ended the movie yeah so um what do you think what um how did you feel about this one yeah i liked it i walked in with no expectations because you, you just kind of prance around shudder and you might find some real gems yes you might find some real crap and True. this was this was neither nor but right. i liked it it was just like a cheese sandwich yeah. Instead of like a shit sandwich or like a BLT. But good like Harvati cheese, just no meat or... Not the bread you wanted. Yeah, not the bread <laughs> you wanted. <laughs> but like, okay, I like Harvati cheese. <laughs> the like smaller that. portion, but yeah. That's I, what I, this yeah. movie's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, check it out, why not? Next. Ugh, I'm going to save this one for last. Oh, boy. Ah. Right. <laughs> I know let's talk is. about... So, you didn't watch this, but you yes. really wanted to talk about it. So, yes. let's just do it. I watched it. Uh-huh. Cuties. 2020 on Netflix. So, for some background, and I know why you want to talk about it. Because uh, the United States went crazy before it yes. even came out. Because these girls are 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And the whole theme is kind of a sort of sexual awakening getting to know their bodies it's a coming of age story mm-hmm. but based on the trailer the united states thought it was just objectifying 11 year olds they thought it was child pornography right mm-hmm. that's what they that's what they called it and that's what i would see people on facebook call it even though they haven't even seen the movie right they don't even know what the movie's about at all they don't even know where the movie came from and france it came from, yeah it came yeah. from france things are a little looser over there but i will here's one thing though i will say is that Netflix really fucked the marketing campaign of this. Yeah. They did a really horrible job. First of all, they named the movie Cuties. I think it could have been named something a little better than that. Well, I've, it's probably some sort of French translation of whatever the movie was. Was it Mignons or something like yeah. that? Is that does let's that translate see. to Cuties? Yeah, Mignones. It yeah. looks like I don't know. Let's. let's yeah, you look. figure that out. And, 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 <laughs> so yeah, this movie's been getting a lot of shit. It's from a, a, this female director from Senegal. Won awards in Cannes and Sundance or wherever the fuck it came from. People seem to like it a lot. And I, I think it deals, from what I've heard, I haven't watched the movie, but I've read the synopsis, is that it's how a coming-of-age story, but also deals with the sexualization of young girls and how it can start so early and how there are influences in social media now to where it can influence these young women to grow up way too fast. kind of Right. Thing. They feel a lot of pressure to dress like women and to be sexual and then when they do what they think they've been told to do, they're shamed for it. Right. Which is really difficult for a girl trying to discover who she is when mm. her body's changing. Because this is a coming-of-age story. There's periods. It's all in yeah. there. And this is and this is a work of art. This is a piece of art. You may not agree with it. And art can be rough you know it's not uh not everything is cherry blossoms and lemonade there's like things out there that are are unsettling Mm -hmm. and if you don't like to watch those movies don't watch this one i guess right don't don't watch it because they are gonna twerk and dance Mm. in a sexy fashion in like a 
tournament. And it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I think that was what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what art does. And Mm -hmm. people who don't usually watch movies or or appreciate art will not get that. But what I I will say about this movie, and I haven't seen it, and I'm not going to see it. It's written and directed by a black woman, too. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Um, What I will say is that if you really have a problem with this movie, if you've seen it or not, and you like a movie, like, um, oh, I, I know which one, um, Little Miss Sunshine. Let's yes. think of that movie. <laughs> Let's think of the last five minutes of that fucking movie, mm-hmm. all right? To where the grandfather of uh, Alan Arkin, the grandfather to the, the young girl in the, in the, in the uh, movie, teaches her this routine. You don't get to see the routine throughout the movie until the very end. And when she does it, it's a strip routine. Right. (laughs) And everyone fucking laughs. The whole family gets up there and then they get a fucking Oscar. Now, how come none of you fucks were saying anything when that came out? Because it's American or Canadian. I guess I don't know which one it is. It's in English. Mm -hmm. And it's white people. Right. So all you people who said that can go fuck yourself. Yeah. All right, next movie. Um, okay, maybe I wasn't done. Oh, you're not done? All right, all right come on. <laughs> I on saw the movie. <laughs> um, no, definitely check it out. I, I guess all I wanted to add was that um, Mignone's literally, or the, the synonyms in English are cute, small. Uh-huh. So that's what it means in French. So cuties is, I guess, the best translation. Yeah. Maybe they just should have gone with cute. Yeah, or, or something else. God, like... <laughs> Like, you can see the difference in posters that they have. Like, the original one is way different than the one they had for Netflix. Yeah, definitely. It makes it look like a very young, like, cheerleading movie. Yes, it does. That's not what it is at all. exactly. And I think a lot of people are just picking up on that and not reading about it or watching the movie themselves. Mm -hmm. And then calling it fucking child pornography. You're fucking stupid. See the movie, or don't, but it is not child pornography. No, you're... And if you feel like it is, it says something more about you than it does about the movie, I think. Next, uh, we just watched this two nights ago. (laughs) Still, I have to look it up. (laughs) Always watching a Marble Hornet story. Uh, So who's... It's 2015 on Shudder. It's got Alexander Breckenridge mm -hmm. and Dude from Freddy vs. Jason, the nerdy one. What's who's Marble Hornets? I looked that up and I couldn't find. Is he like an author? She? I have no idea what the fuck this title even means in this movie. Listeners, tell us who Marble Hornets is. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's, it's like a hipster oh, band from maybe the nineties. Like a creepy pastas, and we're just too old because essentially oh, yeah, this true. is a Slender Man movie. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's Slender Man, except no Slender Man, and you got Alexander Breckenridge, Chris Marquette. And some pretty boy. I don't know. Who, I don't even know what that dude's from. Nothing. Nothing. Really? Looked, okay, okay. Yeah. Nothing I've seen anyway. Uh, this one actually was was okay. I didn't. It was an all right movie. It wasn't too bad. I feel like it could have been an hour long. Yes, but I. Uh, Alexander Breckenridge is very nice to look at. That's why so I figured you didn't mind how. I didn't mind it that much. Uh, dog death number two of the movies that we watched. Yeah, there's a lot of dog death mm-hmm. in this. Like at least what three or four dogs died yeah. in the fucking movies we watched. And it's not going to get better. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> shit, it doesn't. This is like dead dog week here. <laughs> Great, let's start out our Halloween month with dead dog week. Lots of dogs died in these movies. 
Um, so sure, always watching. Shutter. Yes. Um, yeah, a found footage style movie, Slenderman. It's okay. And I have a weakness for both, honestly. I think Slenderman's <laughs> creepy. I think the Slenderman movie is awful and pretty insulting. Yeah, that was... Yeah, it is. Poor taste, completely. Yeah. Um, but Slenderman's scary. Yeah. Alexander Breckenridge is pretty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like found footage. I can't help it. I don't care what you think. It's fine. Okay. Next. All right, let's get through this. You made me watch Veronica, even though I feel like I've seen enough. But now you've seen it all. Now I've seen all of it. So what do you think? This is 2019 on Shudder. Finally, Veronica is free. I mean, I don't know. What do you want me to say? How you feel. Be honest. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Maybe the worst movie I've ever seen just because his lack of cutting in time is really <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, say what you want about the room, he would at least cut when the scene was over. <laughs> you know? And there's a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... You got to see it. You finally got to see I what I experienced it. live. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I still, like, kind of feel bad for... Danzig? Then <laughs> Danzig a little bit. Oh, this was his baby. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't know why. It seemed like he handled your laughter really well in person. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Alright, we have one more left. Veronica. Nope, that's, that's it. That's it. Um I I I I don't recommend Veronica. To watch by yourself. You have to watch no. it with someone else. You'll be bored to death. It's not a movie. It's barely even yeah. that. Uh, just barely even a story in some of these segments. But it's... it's you, you should watch this and it teaches you how not to make a movie. Yeah. You so. should have gotten a cinematographer or like listened to that cinematographer. Yeah, or... Yeah. He, yeah. It seemed like he. It sounded like he was filming a lot of these scenes, like he was literally behind the camera filming. Well, from the the back, the well, the uh, like the production photos they added in the like, behind the scenes footage and all that. God. The photos is just. It looks like everything is like his camera that he has looks very expensive, and all the lights and everything, and just this movie looked like shit. Well, it looks like a porn, and it mm-hmm. stars porn stars, but that's not why. <sighs> you can do a movie with porn stars right, and yeah. it look like a movie. Yes. But you filmed it like a porno. Yes. And a lot of it, that's what it is, like without penetration. <laughs> <laughs> or it being sexy at all. Or it being all sexy. <laughs> so what you, okay, what did you think of nipple nipple boobs? I mean, I'd already seen them. We were watching that YouTube show, and they flashed them real quick. <laughs> trouble. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they could have had, like, eye movement. That would have made them weird. <laughs> <laughs> <Just. laughs> That's what you get for pulling up a girl's shirt when she says no, man. Yeah. I, they should have been mouths. <laughs> you bitten. She said Stop. <laughs> listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment 
The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2014 film Late Phases, Night of the Wolf. Oh, so it's a colon night of the wolf. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe okay. they just left the colon out. Um, or maybe there's just different names in different countries with this movie. Got it. I always knew it as Late Phases. Me too. Uh, directed by Adrian Garcia Bogliano, uh, a Spanish director who's um, known for, for doing... Um, I've never seen this one, but I've, I've wanted to see it for a while now. It is... Um, oh, shit. I just lost it. <laughs> yeah, and I want to watch it. All right. I think uh, here comes here comes the devil. The devil. Yeah. Here comes the devil. I've been wanting to watch this one. Haven't yeah. done it yet. Uh, pretty interesting uh, lineup of movies he has, where he's uh, either produced or acted in them. I think uh, a lot of Spanish stuff, which I should check out. It looks pretty uh, crazy. I have actually seen parts of Plaga Zombie Mutant Zone, or whatever the fuck that movie is that he did. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah, I just passed it. Plaga <laughs> Zombies, Zona Mutante, Revolución. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, so I picked this movie because I, I do like werewolf movies. I, I, I tend to like them a little more than, like, vampires mm-hmm. and, your, you know, your top creature features. And I think this one gets overlooked a lot. Um, I'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, this movie stars Nick Dimitri, who um, he plays a uh, a blind old blind Vietnam vet named Ambrose, who I don't think Nick Dimitri is that old, but they did some pretty good makeup on him to make him look that old, uh, an old blind guy. Yeah, he doesn't look very old in this picture. Right, but that could be a headshot. Right, so he um, so he plays kind of like a hard ass guy, um, doesn't ask help for very much stuff, kind of dude. Uh, closed off from the sun, you know, not not a very nice guy. Says tells you um, tells you what he's thinking, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, um, very uh, you're outright. closed off baby boomer guy. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's got. He's just being moved into like this new retirement community. Yeah, um, like assisted living, but it seems not. Well, safe. <laughs> yes. It does seem like a, an assisted living area. Yeah. Um, where the houses are very close together. Um, it's a community of people where they uh, everyone seems to know everyone. Uh, Ethan Embry is his son. He drops him off at his new house and leaves him there without like a lot of his furniture and a phone or anything. Yeah, like, he doesn't have a phone And... You still don't like, I mean, you don't dislike Ethan Embry's character because he's dealing with his dad who's not being easy. Right, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's very funny, though, in a yeah. dickish way. He's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'll give you a little bit about his character. Uh, he has a, like, a service dog named Shadow that he brings with him to this community. Um, and there, and, uh, that's where shit starts to go wrong on his first night there. We're only, like, 15 minutes into mm-hmm. this movie. And his next door neighbor is attacked by a werewolf, and he hears all this, and he also is attacked by a werewolf in his house, too. He isn't bit or scratch or anything because his dog defends him, and 
gets a few sh shots in on the werewolf himself before the werewolf fatally hits him um, to where Ambrose has to put his own dog down. Yeah, because he uh, can't call for help. He can't right, go anywhere. Right. He's new place, blind, no phone. Uh, next door neighbor's murdered, and he's fucked up, so he yeah. can't do anything. The movers come back the next day and find him sitting down and with his dead dog and everything, and he asks for help. The cops come. Uh, his son ends up coming to um, to take him to uh, the hospital and you know check up on his dog too. <laughs> his, his dog is fucked up. His wife goes with, and she's also likable because she does kind of subtly ask, mm. "Why would you leave your dad yeah. without a phone?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she totally rips on him there. Yeah. Um, and as this is happening, you know Ambrose is trying to. Think and figure out what the hell's going on. What happened? How did my dog get killed? What was this? This wasn't a person. This was an animal. But this wasn't necessarily a wild animal. Mm -hmm. This is a humanoid creature. So he's trying to piece this all together. And this is what the kind of the rest of our movie is because we are bookmarked by our our creature. He appears in the beginning and he appears at the end. And mm -hmm. we we are dealing with a the month in between full moons. To where Ambrose knows that this werewolf is going to attack again in 30 days or the next month. So he just starts to prepare. And it's interesting because he's a blind guy. And we get to watch him prepare for this um, for this attack that's probably going to happen in, 30, in the next 30 days. Um, so we get to meet some of the other characters too. Um, the wives of some of the husbands come over to meet him one of the days. And he totally just like shoes him away. He doesn't want anything to do with him. Um, but then he gets attacked, and he ends up going to church. There's a shuttle bus that he sees is um, uh, as takes people to church, and there's this one guy who passes around the flyers. So Ambrose gets one of the flyers, asks the mailman, "What the hell is this?" And he tells him like, "There's the the shuttle service to the church." So he, not a very religious man himself. He takes the shuttle service, and that's where we get to meet some of our other characters. Because now he's profiling, right? He's yeah. not going to church to look for God. He's look going to church for look for looking for the wolf. Mm -hmm. Because we get to hear that um, the cops, of course, come after everything has happened with the killing of his neighbor and his dog, and they're pretty much telling him like, "Yeah, a lot of dogs get killed around here. It happens about once a month." And people, too, and have been pe yeah, killed because they're right by the woods. So the cops are telling him, like, don't walk near the woods and all this shit. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And he's fucking with the cops, too. It's <laughs> 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 <This is> great. <laughs> well, there's one little twerp cop who makes fun of him, and the older right. cop keeps telling that cop to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then he starts going to church. He meets up with uh, the priest who's in the shuttle bus with him, Tom Noonan. Who you would remember from like Manhunter and Monster Squad, big mm -hmm. tall guy. He's um, befriends the priest because uh, he's still trying to figure out who this might be, um, and he kind of gets an idea that it might have been him because later on in the movie Ambrose is attacked by someone and he smelled vaguely like cigarettes and he was able to smell cigarettes on the priest when he first met him. Mm -hmm. So he's a possible suspect. Um, so then he goes to the church service and everything, and um, that's when we also meet Lance Guest. He's the one who put the uh, last Starfighter guy got to put this whole uh, shuttle bus thing together to take these people to church. He's like the one who works all the kinks out for that. Right. 
So we get to meet him also. He's kind of like a jittery guy. Doesn't look like he has very many friends. Looks like the church is his life kind of thing. Yeah, and... He has, like, a, an obsession of sorts with the priest. Mm-hmm. He just, just like, in an admiration, adoring right. kind of way. Yeah. Right. Um, and then that's when Ambrose and the priest start talking to each other. This is the first time we get to see Ambrose not just be outright with what he's feeling and everything. He's actually asking questions and not being necessarily truthful to what he's trying to do. Right. Which is is great to see this. You're seeing um, him switch character a little bit to get information. You know, he's, he's not the same guy he he is presenting that he was in the beginning of the movie. To where you, know, you you get to see him actually work through these people and not just be a hard ass. Right. Um, and then that brings us to um, also <laughs> during this whole time to Ethan Embry, his son. Just trying to help his dad out, and his dad's just a complete prick to him the whole time. Yeah, he's really terrible to him. And um, we find out later on in the movie why he was kind of a prick. We learn that Ambrose lost his sight in uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, well, he didn't lose it right Actually, away. Yeah, he uh, something probably blew up in his face, and his vision degraded over time, and that pissed him off. He didn't ask people for help, and that's he became a curmudgeon bastard from yeah. that. Well, and also, he tells a story to the priest um, about being a soldier, and that in Vietnam, they sent a six-year-old boy out towards them with a bomb, and none of his platoon could shoot him, so he shot the kid. Right. Which is a pretty upsetting story, and probably also explains why he is the way he is. Right, yes. So this is a cool little friendship they have together and after a while he really doesn't suspect the priest anymore and they mm-hmm. become friends you know um ambrose then starts uh fitting his house to f- to fight the werewolf yeah he home alones his place yeah a little bit <laughs> he goes and gets silver bullets um and a silver shotgun shell from uh, one of the actors from waxwork Right. Uh, Dana, oh, yeah, I wanted... Dana Ashbrook, who plays the... Actually, the funny thing is he plays the werewolf segment in yep. Waxwork, so I think that mm-hmm. was kind of funny. A nice little uh, nudge right there. There are so many winks. The The retirement home is called Crescent Bay. Like, uh, so many just little... Yeah. <laughs> See, that's I'm why gonna... I love this movie. This movie yeah. is, is great, and it should... It belongs up there... Um, you know, they'll do the top ten werewolf list, you know, and that should be this should be in the top ten. Definitely. I agree. It, it's it I wanna say it's up there with like the howling and American Werewolf from London in a way. Uh of course those movies will be like one and two, where this movie would be like number nine on those lists, I would probably Yeah, like think. in originality I would put it up there with yes. those two movies for yes. sure. Yes. And, yeah, they don't show you the werewolf all that much. It's just the beginning and the end of the movie. I mean, the whole meat of this is this Ambrose character and him going to fight these werewolves. Eventually, or werewolf, which eventually they become werewolves because we learn that Lance Guest, the the one who um, got the shuttle service together, is actually the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And he actually caught the werewolf about a year back but was bitten and then he became the werewolf, and there was nothing he can do to not be the werewolf anymore except kill himself. But he can't kill himself because he's a church-going person, and then so he's in kind of a, a 
kind of a jam here, so there's nothing really he can do. And he comes to the priest, just begging him to absolve, absolve me of my sins. And the right. priest is just confused. Like, he doesn't believe him. He, <laughs> yeah. he think, well, he believes that he thinks he is, but he doesn't believe that he is. And, until eventually he does transform into the werewolf in front of the priest, and that is the night of the full moon. Right. And Lance Guest uh, actually went out and bit like three or four of his neighbors mm-hmm. so they can become werewolves too and then they can go and fight Ambrose. Which leads us to that, that in that point in time where um, uh, Ambrose's son comes over the night before and, and says, you know, um, uh, your house is a fucking mess. This, uh, our relationship isn't working kind of thing. Um, my wife is actually going to is pregnant and she's mm-hmm. gonna move closer to her parents and I'm gonna go with. So they ended kind of badly at that point. And, and he also finds a wedding ring that he thought had been buried with his mother. Right. And Ambrose had actually taken the ring with him um, and never really told him why. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, his son leaves. They don't leave on really good turn terms. But the next day, Ambrose calls him and leaves him a message saying, "You know, um, I'm sorry things how things went that way, but I hope." you have a great life and everything. I hope you have uh, great to your wife and your kid and everything. And I hope the best for you. I always loved you and everything. Yeah. How proud he is. It's really nice. Yeah. I wept a little. Yeah. And yeah. then the son actually does come at the end of the movie, but, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. We'll get there. So yeah, we have our, our Ambrose showdown with the werewolves mm-hmm. to where, of course he set up his house and he's blind. So he, he can't see these. He has to use, uh, uh Hear, he has to hear them and smell them and everything. He's got a hearing aid that he puts in and takes oh, yeah. out periodically. So yeah. he, he cranks that shit right up <laughs> so he's able to hear them. And then that's when our big fight starts to happen. He blows a few of them away with the silver bullet gun, uh, the silver bullets that he got from the gun shop. Um, he throughout the movie he he's digging a grave for his dead dog, but he's not really digging the grave for him. He's actually digging the grave for one of the werewolves. So he buys like this big headstone that was supposed to go towards his wife (laughs) and he sets it up right over like the hole no no for himself not for his wife he's picking out his own headstone well yeah he is picking up his own headstone but was it his or was it for his wife i I don't think his wife had died that recently and they were separated oh right right so he was picking out he was Getting everything in order. Right, I guess. Or so his son thought when he bought that cross. Right. So, yeah, then he he ends up buying the big, huge headstone. Yeah. And he sets up a contraption to squish one of the the werewolves a la Ed Harris Creepshow style. (laughs) Which doesn't work all that well. And then that's our last fight, because that's the Lance Guest werewolf versus Ambrose. They fight. um, Ambrose gets mortally wounded, but he ends up killing the Lance Guest werewolf. And then he... And the other three. The other three. Oh, yeah, he wasted those yeah. really quick. <laughs> and there's one really sad part where a married couple, the husband... Um, you can tell that it's him because the husband's been wearing an eye patch for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the werewolf, is that eye's all white. He can't right, see yeah. out of it. He's holding his wife and kind of crying. It's mm-hmm. sort of a sad moment between werewolves. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, his son comes back at the end and sees, like, some of the werewolves dying and naked people in the street and sees his dad dead in a chair. And then, um, that's pretty much the end of the movie. cops, and that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Great, great movie. Um, Yeah. I I like this movie a lot. 
And it does, it ranks up there pretty high for me in the werewolf genre of film. Agreed. Werewolf movies, just like vampire movies, can be done very poorly. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think part of the problem, and the reason that I usually lean towards werewolves as my favorite monster, is because they're so sympathetic. They didn't try to become a werewolf. Yes, it's true. It's incredibly painful for them to turn, and then they completely lose control and hurt people. And vampires aren't as cool because... Because vampires are cool. That life sounds awesome. Why yeah. wouldn't I want to be a vampire? And their vulnerabilities are a little different too. Yeah. You got sun and stakes, but how often do you like do you even see a stake, right? And you could stay out of the sun. Well werewolves yeah. though, it's like once a month, you know, you become fucking crazy. Well, it depends on which werewolves lore you're talking about. You can always have right. like the, the werewolves who only get hairy but are on the one nighty a uh, month but are also strong throughout the the rest of the month kind of thing and yeah there's just so many different there's things there's so many different ones i like the traditional one um yeah i like you know me i don't like an anti-hero i love a sympathetic villain so mm. i like the werewolf cuz they're almost always sympathetic yeah, whereas yeah, vampires true. i can only think of like let the right one in is the only one that comes to mind right now otherwise being a vampire looks great yeah it does other than <laughs> not seeing the sun ever unless you're blade Right. Or have that suntan lotion or the stupid ring they have in that Vampire Diaries, right? Yeah, magic ring. I would get that immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I lean towards vampires. Or, excuse me, I lean towards werewolves as my favorite, even though I do have a sickness for vampires. Mm. This is a really good one. Yes, it is, absolutely. I, I like this one a lot. Definitely check out this Halloween if you're going to watch a werewolf movie. I have high one. hopes, yeah, for Shudder during October. Yes, yeah, there should be a list that came out of movies that are going to be released, I would think. Plus Probably. Joe Bob's uh, next special, I hope they call it the Halloween Hootenanny 2. I forget, I feel like they already named it. Oh, darn it. But October 23rd, I think it comes out. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's the Friday before the Friday before Halloween. <laughs> Two Fridays before yeah. Halloween. Gotcha. All right, well, thank you guys for uh, joining us once again for this week, and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening.